0: Welcome to the Marketing Millennials, the no BS marketing podcast. I'm Daniel Murray. And join me for unfiltered conversations with the brains behind marketing's coolest companies. The one request I tell our guests, stories or it didn't happen. Get ready to turn the f*** up.
1: When they leave that event activation. So something that I think through is, Is the audience gonna think that we as a brand, are we actually fulfilling their needs? Are we gonna be fulfilling their purpose? I think that really ties into your brand strategy of what does your audience lack thereof awareness of? Like, do we want our brand to think, or they want to think our brand is their best friend? Do you want to think that their brand is their cheerleader? Do you want to think our brand is inspirational?
0: Wistia is a complete video platform that lets you make high quality videos fast right in your browser record your face and screen use ai to write scripts even add background music try wistia for free at wistia.com backslash millennials welcome back to another episode of the marketing millennials today i have kim on the podcast you're gonna learn a lot of golden nuggets from her she works at expedia you might have heard of expedia some of you Probably most of you have heard about Expedia, but happy to chat. Kim, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Daniel, for welcoming me. I am so excited to be here. Like I mentioned to you before, I think this is such a full circle moment, uh, being able to attend Marketing Land a few weeks ago and now being on the podcast. So thank you so much for having me.
0: I want to kick it off and ask, how did you get into marketing?
1: Honestly, I like to attribute a lot of my marketing career to my parents. I'm actually a follow immigrants. My parents are immigrants and I'm a child of immigrant parents. And I think I learned a lot about being a hostess from them by being at their small business every day when I was a child and actually greeting customers, taking care of customers and having that hostess mentality. And so with becoming a hostess, I think it requires a lot of understanding of understanding who your people are, how you connect with them and bridging that gap. And so going into my high school career, college career, and then obviously post-grad and now professional career, I have carried this love and emotion for people and making sure that they understand the concepts of what does this brand mean to you, what's the value they bring. And so how I got into it is after being an events person throughout my whole college career, I took the jump to be um, an experiential marketer from post-grad. And I started off at a small travel company, Um, grew to work at companies like Vistaprint, Had my moment in agency life as well, um, being an agency account executive for experiential marketing. And then now I'm working at Expedia Group as a global events and experience manager. And so that is really how I would say that I got into marketing is attributing it all to my immigrant parents and being able to understand people from a young age.
0: Yeah. I want to also ask for people who just don't know what experiential marketing is, what goes into that? Like, how do you become an experiential marketer? And then... Let's go into like some how to execute it after.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people mistaken experiential marketing as just the events, the brand pop ups and all those activations that brands get to do that are fun, buzzy, and sexy. And yes, and maybe all those things. But experiential marketing is what I like to say, not just a tactic by a brand and not just another channel in the marketing mix, but it is a whole integrated marketing strategy and approach. And so when you think about experiential marketing, yes, there might be a focus on a live brand experience, but it also touches on every single other channel that is part of the marketing mix and integrating it. And I call those channels like amplification channels, whether that be social media, digital marketing, ads, whatever you may name it. I think it is about integrating all those channels into a whole broader experience. And so, you know, your audience is getting a great experience at every single touch point. And really how you do enter experiential marketing is... A lot of times you do become a vet producer at first. You become uh, kind of an a executor of sorts, but then you move on to strategies, into brand marketing strategies. And as long as you have that background of brand marketing and you mix it with um, being a producer as well, that's how I personally got into experiential marketing and be able to only not only execute, but also create those experience strategies that actually reach your audience from a strategy standpoint as well.
0: Now that we're going into 2024, How do you plan out experiences for next year and align them to what other marketers are doing in 2024 to make sure your brand shows up, how everybody's showing up and the touch points align to everybody else?
1: I think a lot of people don't start their experiential marketing strategy from a framework that I like to call is they feel do. And this is obviously also stemmed to the brand marketing strategy overall. So your integrated marketing teams, your brand marketing teams would have this strategy also created. But how I like to think about experiential marketing is what does your audience want to think? Or how do you want them to think? How do you want them to feel? Or how do you want them to do after stepping away from activation? And so when you start creating these strategies for your 2024 planning, it's what are those three statements that you should really hone into? And a lot of times I like to say that a lot of people miss on the feel part. What is that emotional triggers or emotional feelings that you want your audience to walk away from with your brand? Because at the end of the day, experiential marketing is probably one of the most authentic and in-person experience that someone gets to interact with in terms of your brand. And so you have to be really intentional about how, what do you want them to feel? And as a Gen Zer who has been to multiple activations, I think I've seen time and time again that a lot of people focus into photo opportunities and that's where it ends. Like, yes, you can see the brand, you get to have a great social content, which is always a great and amazing metric that you should incorporate in every activation. But once if your core aspect of your experience is a photo op, you're not really creating a memorable experience for your audience, right? It's about triggering emotions. It's about how do you actually reach your consumers in a way that they're gonna remember from two or three years from now versus just getting that one photo opportunity. And so I like to say that for anyone who's thinking about twenty twenty four planning, is that really pay attention to that. And then also beginning at the end. This is something that I have really tried to ingrain in myself. And when I think about storytelling and strategy is that you have to begin at the end. And what I mean by that is not just, oh, like, does this activation bring you more sales? Or does this activation bring some more people into the app? No, I'm thinking about the end for the consumer. And what the end for the consumer is not just, oh, I get to have get an app that gives me inspiration for my next uh, dinner, they actually get moments of connection and inspiration from that app, or they actually get to connect with their family more, or they get to plan their next event with some amazing decor ideas, and they actually create this environment that has uh, more opportunity for connection for their friends. So at the end of it, I always think about what is that true benefit that your audience is getting and not just have it be, again, your your product or your service that you're trying to sell. And I think one of the best brands I've seen do this is KLM Airlines. And we all know that airlines don't just sell flights. They they know that they're actually selling a way for people to meet their loved ones, travel to see their friends, have a moment of connection. And one of the activations they did was actually at an airport where they had a bunch of stools basically set up in the airport and people didn't have any idea what these stools were for. And in the middle of the stools was this long pole and it looked like there was a table at the top of it, but it reached to the ceiling. So you couldn't see what's at that table and everyone was very curious. There's no like signs, no directions of what you're supposed to do with here. And people start to trickle in and start to realize that if you sat on one of those stools, the table actually lowers itself down. And so sooner people realized, like, what if we had every single person sit on a stool? And these are just complete strangers in an airport. It was during the holiday season, and they are probably just hustling and bustling and trying to get to their flight. But they realized that once everyone sat down that stool, that table all lowered all the way down, and it was a Christmas meal. It was actually a Christmas buffet feast. And so KLM knew that their audience was actually looking for a moment's connection. And during the holiday travel season, We can go through chaos of, you know, not being able to catch our flight or delays or cancellations. And they created that story of their activation from that ending where they saw that people are actually traveling again to meet their loved ones, their friends. And now they're actually creating connections between strangers around this Christmas buffet. It was a huge surprise and delight moment activation. I thought it was not only just buzzy and it created so much social content, but actually triggered people's emotions, created intimate connections And that is like the perfect example of my eyes of when people actually pay attention to the end of what their consumer actually wants and what they need.
0: The best experiences are one, the motion, but also two, something that's different that someone hasn't seen before or something that is new and exciting. Because I think a lot of brands get caught into let's run this playbook that everybody's run. And then they get into, a place where they just in a sea of sameness it's the same event this is the same pop-up the same trade show booth the same activation had an event but how could you show up differently at these events that other people aren't doing that i want to know how you come up with creative ideas with your team internally so you know you don't become the same as every other brand out there yes
1: yeah, i love that question because a hill I will die on is that I know a lot of brands and a lot of times in sake of resources and timing, people like to copy and paste events and activations. And I will always be that person and say, we've done that and yes, it may have been successful, but what can we do differently? And try to at all costs to stop that and not do a copy and paste. Because at the end of the day, your audience, they know they see that activation, they know that activation, they're not going to be as likely to engage with your brand if they are. You're doing the same activation more than once. And yes, there's moments for scalability where you can do events across multiple regions, multiple cities. But just to do it year and year after again um, is just a big no to me. So that is something that I stand by. So please try to refrain to do that for your experiential marketing strategy. But in terms of creativity, something that is huge for me in terms of being successful in experiential marketing is having the best partnership with your creative teams and also yourself being a creative marketer. You're not just an event producer, but as long as you have that and being creative, being, being able to know your strategy, that is a magical formula for being um, creating that creative experiences. And so I like to start off with my teams like, what is the opportunity here? What is the problem that we might be trying to combat for our audiences? And then, obviously, always going back to like what I mentioned is the think, feel, do, and using that as our north star for our creativity and bring up creative ideas through that. And so, like I said, when you begin at the end and you know that ending feeling or what that ending story or what that ending takeaway is for your audience, you start to think about all those creative ideas that can line up to that. And maybe it's not directly associated with that idea, but as long as you throw, you know, brainstorming into the um, on the wall, like I think that's when true creativity happens when you have no creative constraints and being able to just throw ideas to each other. And then eventually, I think me and my teams always comes up in the activation that truly is creative and not just something that we've done before. And I always like to say, like, you should expand and then retract where versus like, let's just expand and throw our wildest dreams out there. And then we'll go from there and say, okay, what is actually feasible and possible in terms of an executionary point of view? And That's where I think creativity can flourish is come through with no boundaries, no negative no sayers or anything like that. Just this comes with open-minded and let's think about the story at the end of the day of the activation.
0: One thing I'm interested in is you talk about the think, feel, do. So if I was going to start a project and I was thinking, okay, think, feel, do, what are some elements that I need to think that fall into each bucket that, okay, for think, what? I'm setting out the project and it has for thinking what elements should I think of that for feel what physical or digital elements do I think is going to be in that and then do what are the the things I need to think about. So I'm setting up a project for
1: it. I think for think and feel and do um, think is where I like to say, what is that audience thinking when they leave that event activation? So something I think through is, is the audience going to think that we as a brand, are we actually fulfilling their needs? Are we going to be fulfilling their purpose? I think that really ties into your brand strategy of what does your audience lack thereof awareness of? Like, do we want our brand to think, or they want to think our brand is their best friend? Do you want to think that their brand is their cheerleader? Do you want to think our brand is inspirational? Trying to tie back what the thoughts are, or is it more geared towards of, you know, what is their personal story? Like, we want our attendees to think that they are confident that they are able to do anything they want to do after leading this activation. For example, Pinterest does an amazing job of creating activations where they enable their attendees to lead with inspiration for whether that be the next event, next next dinner party, next celebration, whatever the attendees are going towards um, for inspiration. I think Pinterest activations does an amazing job to be able to say, I think I'm able to do this with X, Y, Z. And so... I think that's where you have to think about what are those kind of thoughts and then when it ties to an event and experience it's like what event activations or what event aspects or experience can actually tie to that so pinterest did a house activation in new york city where they did a partnership with anthropology and they brought a bunch of their anthropology items into this house and decorated it to the most beautiful holiday house you can probably see and so if people saw that and left they would probably think okay they have all the links to this items in the Pinterest board so they can actually shop these items. And now I think I can do this. I think I can create this beautiful environment for my home. And so that's how it kind of leads through through these that aspects of actually linking you know, the items to create a shopping board, basically. And so it actually leads to the possibility of people thinking, yes, I can do this. And then moving on to the feel is the emotions, obviously, that I want to invoke and trigger in these activations. And again, with the Pinterest activation, like they were able to invoke inspiration. They were able to invoke the feeling of being confident and they were able to invoke the feeling of happiness, honestly. And so, people in going through the activation, they were able to not only shop, but they were able to get, you know, temporary tattoos or they're able to you know, be able to shop around and find these amazing items that they never thought they'd seen before, or they found, you know, amazing crafts that they were able to do. I think one of them was a like candle making um, was part of their activation. And so when you think about these experience elements of feel, how do you make someone feel this way, that is something that came through in that activation It's giving the power to the an audience to make something creative, like making candles, like that makes you feel confident, like, okay, I can make a candle, I can do this, I can do that. And I think that was a way of them being able to, you know, show that and make them feel that way. And then obviously the do part is, like, do we want our attendees to feel like they can go do this project or what do we want them to take a call to action? So a lot of times we want them to, again, log into the app or go on our platform. So that is a great way to actually get them onto the platform through the example of the Pinterest example as well is that they're able to go on the Pinterest app and actually download and see all these pinterest boards and actually shop these items so i think that's a great way to show of like what are the event aspects that you need to come through when you think about free
0: feel and do hey marketers listen up wistia is my best kept secret for creating videos for your business you can record and edit videos right in your browser and even use their ai to write your script with wistia you can record your face and screen for videos like sales pitches or product demo, and the video editor is pretty much foolproof. Seriously, you've got to check it out. Start creating videos for free at wistia.com backslash millennials. That's W-I-S-T-I-A dot com slash millennials. I think one of the hardest things with experiences is aligning the things leading up to the experience and the things after the experience so how do you think about the elements before the experience happens what do you need to do and then after the experience happens how do i continue those feelings or thinking after they leave the experience
1: the best activations are the ones that can extend their experience beyond that point in time whether that be pre or post activation and what I like to say for the pre is that how are we coming through on all these again all these amplification channels to show up and bring teasers to the experience how do we create these feelings even before the event takes place and a lot of times like i like to lean into obviously the go-to channel is social media is how do we bring content to promote this event and provoke these experiences whether that be okay let's i think you guys did an amazing amazing job of Provoking um, connection by giving away two tickets to the Marketing Land conference because you guys posted an amazing meme and it was a funny meme that attracted attention. And that is a part of that experience of Marketing Land, right? That's the extension of that. And so paying attention to what channels you can tap into, I think, the again, to the post experience is one of the biggest opportunities I think a lot of activations miss on is be able to extend that. And a lot of times it is through social media or it's through. Other sites like websites and such. And an example I like to use is the Barbie movie. I mean, obviously, we know the Barbie movie was a huge marketing takeover, but it was an experiential campaign in, in sorts because not only do they have activations, but they had other channels like social media, website. They partnered up with Google to basically anytime you Googled a uh, Barbie movie, the whole page trends. And so that's a perfect example of how a brand taking brand activations at its core extends experience beyond just the in real life point um, in time. And so I like to think through like, what are those creative strategies that we can do that extends experience to our employee or our activations our, t- our attendees. And a lot of times it involves a lot of technology like social media. I love what our tech house did with AR where they basically, and for those who don't know our tech house it is, is a gallery, an interactive gallery that involves technology and art. And they created an AR filter for people to be able to take some of the installations that they created and put it in their, obviously in your house, in your living room through a filter. And so that's a great way of extending that experience outside of that event or that location.
0: One thing also with events is choosing where to show up. So how do you decide which events to attend or when to make your own event to make sure that you meet the audience where they are? So how do you decide those two things? Thanks.
1: I'm a huge believer in obviously that partnerships and collaborations are a great way to amplify your reach in certain moments. And so I believe that if you're entering a moment per se, like a hot culture moment that is not necessarily where people expect you to come and attend and show up, like whether that be Art Basel or South by Southwest, I think it's always important to see what's the bigger impact that you can have when you partner with someone um another brand to create an experience that way. And so I always like to evaluate those opportunities well when I decide to show up somewhere. If that opportunity wasn't there, perhaps, and knowing that if I showed up by myself and creating this experience for attendees aren't going to be as impactful, then I kind of try to refrain from you know showing up in those kind of spaces. I also think that when you think about your brand marketing strategy and who you're truly your attendees and who your consumers are, who are the people that you're trying to reach? Are they actually showing up in these spaces? Are they, is this the right moment in time or right space in time for them to see our brand and interact with our brand? Because at the end of the day, you want to choose the best environment that lends itself to create that genuine connection between your brand and your attendees. And so I think whenever we thought about like hot moments like South by or our Basel, we always try to figure out like, is this the moment that we want to play in? And is this the, are these attendees that we really want to talk to and reach to? And that actually will get a genuine, memorable experience from us in these moments. Because again, a lot of times those moments are so hot and noisy that your brand can't shine through. And again, experiential marketing is the way to really, again, break through the noise, break through the crowds. But again, you just have to pay attention to whether or not the crowds are there and as well, if they're going to pay attention to you. So that's always what I try to think about when I I think about where, where to show up, when to show up and who these attendees are. And how would they converse with our brand?
0: Do you ever think about what your competitors are going to do at that the location? And how could you be different to your competitors? Because also, obviously, there's a tension. You have to get away from other brands that are at those events. But your competitors showing up better than you is also a scary thing. So how do you think about that when going into those type of experiences?
1: Yes, that's always a big risk and Fear that if your competitor shows up, then you might be outshined by them, or maybe people can see the difference in values between them. I think at the end of the day, if you are creating an experience that is following the framework of think, feel, do, following the framework of this is truly memorable by creating these emotions, triggering these emotions, then I think at the end of the day, people are going to come to you and see and create a connection with you. And although your competitor might be there to Outshine you, or whatever it may be, if they think it's like, again, they might have bigger budgets to invest into, or they have a bigger pop up. I think at the end of the day, it's about that intimate, authentic connection that you can create with your audience. And so I think it's a bigger risk if you don't show up versus if you do. And so, when we, if there's a competitor that shows up to one of the spaces that we are showing up in, yes, we kind of pay attention to like their audience is maybe similar to our audience and they might go down this route. And we, again, try to refrain, try to go down the same route and differ ourselves. And that's a way we're going to stand out and do something bold and creative. But at the end of the day, I think it's worth the risk to take to show up those places where the competitors are either way, because at the end of it, it's going to create authentic connections regardless and create those moments of connection for you to show your brand who they truly are. What's the value that your brand brings? Because although your competitors to be there at the end of the day, you're going to have a different value than them. And so I always say, go for it. And let's see, again, take that risk, experiment and learn. And next year, when you go into other years planning, try to take that learnings that you have with you for that.
0: If someone was getting into experiential marketing today, what is a piece of advice you would give them for someone just starting out from the beginning?
1: I think the biggest piece of advice is Be able to pay attention to every aspect of an experience. So be very detail-oriented, but at the same time, be able to shift from that and see the bigger picture of the activation. One of the best activations I've seen is when they pay attention to every single aspect, whether that be the flow of attendees, whether that be event staff, whether that be, again, the whole experience because every detail makes that experience and be able to pay attention to those things and breathe creativity into those little aspects and then be able to zoom out and say, okay, this activation is actually in that story that our brand wants to tell. And so when anyone comes into this career, I actually love for them to go through an agency experience because at the end of the day, I think agency experience teaches you something that you never can get from a Brian's side experience. And that would be a lot of detail orientation and again, being able to execute from A to Z. But at the end of the day, Going on the brand side, you see that strategy, be able to create that strategy and breathe a lot of creativity into those methodologies. And so I think when you first start out, try to get that experience and then also try to get, try to shift into brand if you like, um, if you prefer that way. But at the end of the day, I always like to say be able to shift from detail to full picture, be able to be a producer and also a creative partner and also be a strategist is. If you're able to switch from all those roles, I think you're going to have a great um, experience in this career. So I would love to say that everyone should start off and try to get as much as they can.
0: A lot of people think experience just comes from, hey, I've been in a place for five years, 10 years. But I honestly think experience comes from trying new things and taking a little bit from this company. Like you worked at Vista, so you probably took a little bit from Vista. You took a lot from the agency. You took a lot and all those little things that you took have made you a better marketer. Now, the experience, the agency probably taught you how to create a project, how to be detailed with the project. The other, the brand side taught you when you have a detailed plan, how to execute, how to get in, internal approvals, how to do X, Y, and Z. If you didn't have both those experiences, you might just know how to do the second part, but not how to create a plan. And you'll always be less of a strategist and more of an, a doer, and executor. So you kind of, if you have both those experiences, you can lean on both of them to be a more experienced marketer.
1: Exactly. And honestly, one of the my role models in this industry, Judy Lee, shout out to Judy, is she's the uh, head of brand experiences at Pinterest. And something that she told me is that one of her partners always says, I don't know what you are. You're either, you're a creative. Your producer, your astrologist person, you do everything A to Z. And it gives her this whole point of view that anyone without those, you know, multiple facets wouldn't be able to see in terms of creating a whole experience. Cause again, experiential marketing is there's so many aspects to it that you have to pay attention to, to create such an intentional and transformative activation versus some of those activations that are, like I said, just photo opportunities and that's where it ends and it's not really truly memorable. And so that's what I think it's amazing about this this industry is that we have to be kind of, uh, again, like a Swiss Army knife, be able to flex between both.
0: I also think there's like a key difference between an experience and just putting on an event. I think a lot of people are just putting on events and not thinking about experience. So I think being an experienced marketer is... A little different than just being like planning a Van door photo op or something like that. Thinking about yeah. the whole the attendee experience, the audience experience, all the different touch points that, that people are going to touch with your brand. So I like the title of an experiential marketer for event people because it makes them think of more the holistic picture.
1: Exactly. I like to say that, you know, all events are all experiences are events. But not all experiences are events because a lot of times, again, like you're mentioning, they think that if they can just execute an event, they're not actually pay attention to what is those individual human experience are. And I think that's a lot of times a misinterpretation of, like, again, experiential marketing is just an event. No, it's like I mentioned, like an integrated method- methodology where you are integrating every experience, every touch point. So like to say, all experiences are events, but not all events are experiences. So I always like to bring that, bring that again, and again.
0: I think we, the, let's end on that note, but I want to give um, you a chance to tell people where people could find you, what you're doing, how they could get in touch with you, anything you want to bring up right now.
1: I first want to end off on the note that something that is always on top of mind for experiential marketing for me is that whether you're in B2B, B2C, B2E, business to employees. At the end of the day, it's human to human. And so a lot of experiential marketing is centered around human design and human experience design. So just always keep that in mind. Always be able to understand the human experience from every touch point and standpoint is truly the key to having a great experiential marketing strategy. And where you can find me is LinkedIn. I love being on LinkedIn and very active in there. So that's the best way to connect with me. And just look me up there.
0: Well, thank you so much, Kim, for joining. This has been awesome and I appreciate you. Can't wait to get this podcast live.
1: Thank you so much, Daniel. So excited to be here.
0: Thanks so much for listening. Tune in next week to hear more great insights from marketing's coolest operators. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the Marketing Millennials podcast and giving it a five-star rating. It helps bring more marketers into our community.